We're talking to David Arnorsson. Um, you can call him David. Uh, he's one of the owners of the Arctic Bakehouse in Prague, which has been an instant hit with the people that live in the city. Um, you go there and there is a queue outside the door, and it's kind of been like that for three years since they started. Um, very interesting story that he has. He told me about uh, his childhood in Westman Air, which are islands south of Iceland, very special place, uh, volcanic island. And um, my experience of the people there is that they're a little bit different. And I think David, uh, David, as we call him, uh, falls into that category. Um, he told me also how he decided to become a baker at a very young age and um, seeing his father being a baker, um, idolizing him. Um, he told me about how he once made cake of the year in Iceland, got to meet the president, and the president was showing him around his house like nothing else was more normal. And the prime minister, uh, one of Iceland's most legendary prime ministers, I must say, um, sent him a birthday present when he turned 30. And yeah, a few other things, though, um, that happened to him in Iceland that are interesting. And um, um, then he told me a little bit about how it was, or how they ended up here in Prague and, and why why they chose Prague and, and so on, and what were the challenges of, of starting a business like this, and explained me everything there is about what makes a bakery like Arctic Bakehouse uh, different. What What is it that makes it artisan, and what does it mean to be artisan? And... Uh, yeah, it was really interesting talk. I hope you will enjoy it. Um, to the sponsors, we have alfred.cz. It's your job searching app and web page available in Czech, English, and Slovak. Thousands of jobs, new jobs every day. And you can put it on your phone or on your computer. And you can set up a so-called job watch so you can see jobs that are relevant to you and you don't have to browse through a million other jobs that are for other people. And... Uh, and then it's the old bar um, that's in Karlin uh, by Krizikova. Uh, sells old meals and skir by an Icelandic recipe made specially for the old bar, not available anywhere else in the city. Uh, you can come by and uh, pick up or get sent home on Volt or Volt. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's open from 8.30 to 3 o'clock. Monday to Thursday, Fridays from 8.30 to 1.30, and Saturday from 8.30 to 1.30. Check it out, guys. It's um, really good stuff and also healthy goodies, good coffee. Um, come by. They will be happy to see you. Enjoy. Welcome, David. Thank you. Your name is David. David Arnolson. Yeah, but I'm going to call you David just for the sake of English. You're a fellow Icelander. Yes, I am. And uh, it's the second time that I have someone from Iceland on the podcast uh, doing it in English, which is a little bit weird, but um, yeah, that's how it is. Um, you're here because you are one of the owners and founders of the Arctic Bakehouse, which is the, I would say, probably the most popular uh, bakery in yeah. in Prague. Yes, I, uh, me and my co uh, my my partner Guðbjartur Guðbjartsson. Yeah, 
Uh, we started this business three years ago. Mm. Uh, we opened up three years ago. And uh, yeah, it's been extremely successful from day one. It's like unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and we are, yeah, we, we are busy seven days a week and, and 365 days a year. Like, and it's been growing enormously for these, uh, on these three years. Has it surprised you? Has it been more or better than you thought? Yeah, especially during the first year, it was like because we are so unknown. Mm. And uh, um, but when you start having this success during the first year, you know the second and the third, of course, was a little bit surprising. But you know it's more real, and and it's uh, yeah. So it's it's getting more a little bit less surprising now mm. during, because it's three years now. But it's like an artisan bakery. In yeah, a way. totally. And and what what what's that for? Like you know what what makes a bakery artisan? It's like you know we are doing it like uh, it's like uh, if you come to Arctic Bakers, you we are doing everything from scratch by mm. hand, and and we have of course machinery that it's just like basics like you have in your kitchen, mm. but of course in a bigger, bigger slightly bigger, <laughs> slightly bigger, yeah. and uh, yeah, and so we we are and we're like like we do it in or in in, in Arctic Bakers, we we. We focus extremely much on the ingredients. Mm. We are like a lot of work is to, just to find them, and we, we we hunt them down. It doesn't matter where they are in, in the in the world. We will find it, and when we'll we bring it to Prague, and we start to bake. Mm. And of course, it's in, in in most cases it's like bio products, and 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 of course they are like um, multiplying. Like you, there are so much uh, more expensive than you know this industry. Bullshit, I call it. Yeah, and and so we are bringing breads to the people here uh, with the, like as as with the nutrition is like it's multiplied by, by the, if you compare it to the breads you buy on the supermarket and, mm. and etc. It's a better product. Yeah, but it, I would say it's healthier. This is bread, mm. and what you what you buy in, in the supermarket, from my opinion, it's not bread. Mm. It's totally different. So, mm. so yeah. So that's and it's but it's it's um, an artisan also is is that you you were you kind of baking around the clock right I mean yeah. you, you you're and 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 it's visible to the customers yes it's like uh, we are baking basically on the, on on the hour and and from and we are not baking it in bulk during the night and, and the bakers go home mm. we are basically bringing the bakers to the daylight and and uh, and they are visible to the customer and and you. You, you you just you don't have to stay long in Arctic Bakers to see that that we are doing it from scratch and on the spot mm-hmm. and and people are getting warm breads in the afternoon and and, and like yeah so this is this is uh, extremely important as uh, as is it uh, is with the ingredients yeah the freshness and uh, yeah yeah and I think also like I I mean it's kind of cool I I come to your bakery quite often and yeah. and. Uh, I mean, first of all, I feel the freshness of the product is often warm when I buy it, yeah. and uh, and then I see you or any of your bakers yeah. Um, baking. Yeah, it is for me really important to to keeping it real and old mm. school, mm. and that's uh, we are though we are getting really successful. Uh, that is, uh, I've seen many bakeries go and try to get more money out of it, and and they try to. Uh, you know, do it with less effort, mm-hmm. but we are t- doing basically the opposite. We are, t- we are slowing everything down, and we are trying to keep trying to keep it as real as possible. And I will never lose that. I, ho- I, 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 
I'm, I'm going to say it. I, I promise you I will never lose that passion. Okay. You heard it first here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, talking about this uh, shortcuts, you know, because I remember um, when I when I was living in Copenhagen, there was a, a bakery chain called Laukagehuse, uh, which mm-hmm. is a layer cake house, yeah. and uh, and there was a big scandal kind of that came out in the press there a few years back, that where people discovered that they were actually importing a lot of their ingredients pre-produced in Poland. Yeah, so. Is that where kind of a traditional bakery could be today? Yes, like uh, it's it's happening uh, uh, uh-huh. uh, in so many bakeries in Europe and 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 and, uh, and for example France, where everything you know. If I think about France, there is a lot of things that comes from France, like you know, in in this industry of mine and and and. Uh, if you go in a bakery in France, they are it's like it's like pre-made, frozen in boxes and and put it in the oven. And of course, the customers they feel it, mm. but it's a shame that you know I understand this in in, in some cases where it's just like uh, yeah okay I don't understand this, but <laughs> yeah we're just doing it like I said in the beginning we're keeping it real and the customers mm. there was one thing that it never lies to you is your tongue yeah so. I cannot fake it. Oh. And how how just curious because I know I know that you guys work a lot. I know you told me now just before we started recording that it's actually you finally have like a team now. But let's say if we go back like a year mm-hmm. before you know you you had your full team in place and I know that you've been um trying to find bakers to train etc cetera, etc cetera, mm-hmm. because you know it has been very much about your capacity yeah. until then. So let's take a, let's go back a little mm-hmm. bit before you kind of got to that place. And how was then a n- normal day for you? It was tough. <laughs> <laughs> it's been it's like when did you start in the morning or in the night or, or how we, how we basically worked sixteen hours a day. Like so, I was in the bakery at four o'clock, mm. maybe three. And I was going home like in the afternoon, like uh, just directly home to take a quick shower, eat, and, and sleep, and 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 continue. Mm. And, and just every day of the week, every day of the week, no breaks. And uh, it's just it just recently started to be normal, you know, like in mm. uh, quite normal. Mm. But I'm always in the bakery every day still, but because I'm still training people, mm. and there was uh, there's not so many professional bakers that they can come in. And just start working independently. So, mm. so uh, the company needs me on the floor every day still, mm. and I'm I'm okay with that because it's not my work. It's kind of a, it's my lifestyle. I chose this lifestyle a long yeah. time ago, and and uh, and uh, I've never worked other profession than this. So that's really normal for me to be uh-huh. there. So I'd rather be there than in, on my couch, for example. So. Uh, yeah, and I know that you don't like anything that is on Netflix anyway. You watch the same series over and over again. You're watching Breaking Bad for the third time now. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I'm really picky on that. I don't know why, but you know, I have these two series of uh, that you just watch and repeat. Yeah, it's like uh, when I and there are sometimes uh, better in the second in the second round there. Yeah, because you notice different things. Yeah, you do. You started to f- see the details that you missed in the yeah. in the first. Go. And Breaking Bad, actually, I've I've watched that three times myself as well. And and, okay. and because the the landscape and the photography totally. is so amazing there that you you can always find something new. Yes. Yeah. But we yeah so we. Um, 
I know you because I came to the bakery and I kind of imme- we immediately made some sort of a connection. I don't know what it was. It's That's some true. sort of a bro code. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, and I knew I knew it. Uh, yeah, I think we both knew it from 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 that moment that 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 we could have some sort of a bond. Yeah, totally. And uh, and it's it's one of those where you know we we don't even need to meet. No. It's still there. You know, always. It's always going to be there. And. Uh, I, uh, but I, I remember when I once I, I visited you and and uh, to the bakery and we went somewhere for a coffee and then people were kind of screaming, "Oh, Mr. Love Balls!" Because you make these pastries called Love Balls. Yeah. Are you still like a celebrity in 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 around in in the area around the bakeries? Yeah, we, I can definitely say yes to that question. And and we are we are you know Arctic Bakers is getting really known mm. uh, in in this area and and for more further away from this this spot but yeah we we hear this like maybe not a lot now because there are not so many people, people on, on the street, street. yeah <laughs> but it was like because this this pastry love ball is uh, called Austar punkur yeah in iceland and we just uh, Tran- translated it to yeah. directly into english and and it, that was a product that we we were just gonna have it for the first week, just like a traditional Icelandic thing, you know, mm-hmm. lo, uh, love ball and kleina. Mm-hmm. But you know, Czech Czech people love it, so we are still making them, and and so the love Mr. Love ball sticks, because yeah, because it's still in in the bakery. So yeah, 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 yeah. it's Mr. quite love nice, balls. Mr. Love ball. Um, anyway, so um, you know, yeah, you're not just. Here and now, I mean, there there is a there is a lot of stuff in the past. You come from a very interesting place in Iceland. To yeah. be honest, uh, you come from an island called Westman Islands, true, which is south of Iceland. Yeah, what is it like? A it used to be like a four or five hour boat ride, right? Yeah, it was a three and a half hour. It was when I was young, mm. and uh, you got like 90% of people get seasick on the way because, you know, it's really extremely... The stream between the, the mainland and the island is really rough. Mm. And so it's, you know, it's, so you 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 are basically stuck on the island. You, Most you, of the year. Yeah, you just have to, you have to have a really good reason to go. Mm. So my first 17, 18 years, I was just basically on that island. Mm. Of course, I went abroad and stuff like that, but, you know... But you know, on a daily basis, you were just an uh, islander. And how how many people live there? Four thousand five hundred people, approximately. Yeah. So everybody knows everyone. Uh, totally. Yeah. And, and and when I go back uh, on the island, my parents still live there. It's like I never left. You know, mm. it's totally the same people doing the same thing, talking about the same stuff, and and mm-hmm. and it's it's. I like it. And it's an interesting island because it has a really rich history. We, yeah. we, I mean, the name Westman Islands is because the people came from West, yeah, Western countries, Ireland, I guess, or something yeah, like Westmans, that. Yeah, Westmans. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a, it's really interesting and, and a beautiful island and and volcanic. Yeah, it's like there are two volcanoes on it, and the, the last eruption was 1973. Mm. Um, I was not born then. I, I, I was. <laughs> you were born, <laughs> and my parents lived on the island that, uh, during that time, and it was this amazing story behind it. Mm. And you know, when they, uh, when you hear the story, how it was, it mm. was it's, it's quite interesting and shocking. And all it started in the middle of the night, right? Yes, everybody was sleeping, and and it was uh, the day before the the eruption. It was really stormy weather, so all the fish fish fishing boat was in the harbor. Aha. Uh-huh. And that's why every every islander could go to Away. the mainland. 
Uh-huh. So the, they evacuated the island? Yes, they evacuated the island uh, by the fishing boats, and they were all in the harbor because of the storm uh-huh. the, the day before. Wow. So it's kind of a... Coincidence. Yeah. Or, and, or a fate. Or fate, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and, I mean, there is a volcanic eruption going on in Iceland now, and for, mm-hmm. uh, for, for us... Icelandic people, it's it's a quite a normal thing, you know. Yeah, like totally. it was like every second year, and yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just some volcano, and you know, <laughs> yeah. no big deal. It's true. And but but this one yeah. in Westman Islands was the first time in over two hundred years, I think, yeah. that we had any casualties in a way. Yeah. Like okay, people were not dying, yeah. but there was a it went over part of the houses and, and yeah, 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 and there and there was no. People didn't now these days. We know about it, you know, many weeks before it's going to happen. Yeah, but this just came out of the blue, and and you know there was like a volcano in your backyard, mm-hmm. like and it was huge, like like yeah. what's going on now. It's just like a lazy lazy lava going. Yeah, it's down. a tourist. Uh, yeah, uh, tourist volcano. Uh, yeah, tourist eruption. Yeah, and so this was and many houses was destroyed and 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 still are under the the ash. Mm-hmm. I I I visited uh, Westman Islands. I have a. I have I have rela- I have relatives there that are um well at least the ones that were my age for maybe not the most modern citizens of the island no. all the time <laughs> and uh, but I like them and uh, but what I always felt that there was um there is some special atmosphere there you know you have this huge summer festival in in the beginning of August with yeah. like 15 20000 people coming huge bands bonfire yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's amazing, amazing time, and it's in, it's it's in August, and and it's the mo- most popular like festival in Iceland, and and I I think it is because everything that is isolated is special. Mm. That's why I think Iceland in uh, in general is special because of the isolation, and mm. it's for us as Icelanders, mm. we think it's uh, we get a little bit the same as the tourist that comes to Iceland when we go to the Westman Islands. Yeah. It's foreign. It's it's different than the rest of Iceland. Yes, and of course we can drink like like pigs like for three days in a row uh, and or four, and that's pretty normal for Icelander yeah. to do do so. But but we, we we now we know it's it's not. Yeah, we're learning slowly. <laughs> we're learning slowly. <laughs> but but and then you have there in this island you you hunt puffins. Puffin, yeah. So uh, in in a net, right? Yeah, it's a it's kind of a. Bamboo stick, like in the old days, that you had, and 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 the, it's the net on top of it that you lay down in the grass, and you're waiting for the bird to fly really, really close by the the rocks, mm. and you are basically hiding behind behind some rock or something, and and you 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 catch it with the with the stick and the net, mm-hmm. and uh, so, and we've been doing this for like uh, like decades and 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 yeah, hundreds of years, probably, yeah, 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 and it's I I. We have little islands like uh, around around the main island there, and 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 me as a kid, I always went with my cousins, like, and we spent like one week in this little, just a one sh- sh- uh, cabin mm-hmm. on the on the island, and it's like no shower and whatsoever, and you, 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 it was really interesting for a young man to do so and, and a dream come true. Yeah, don't have to shower or anything. Just, <laughs> yeah, just, just being, the, being in the nature yeah, and, yeah. And, and be a hunter, you know, yeah. with, with these old, older, older guys and men yeah. and, and seeing them like, you know, when you're hunting something, you, 
you touch an element inside of you that, that you don't do on, on on regular basis. Yeah. So th- that's it's it's it brings some animal uh, uh, alive Instinct, yeah, in, in, in inside your of you when you're young, and I think it's really important for young men to to find find the animal inside of mm. themselves. Mm. And then you 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 um, um, you also. I mean, and I know when you're hunting the puffins, it's it's a dangerous thing. It's not yeah. like you know you you're not uh, you're you're climbing rocks and totally. you're, you know like and and people are dying doing this. I mean, there are accidents. It, and, uh, yeah, bru- yeah, it can be really brutal. Yes. Yeah, and then you have uh, also this uh, this tradition of of swinging from a rock on a rope. <laughs> yes, which yeah. I I remember like. Even as a, coming to that island as a six, seven-year-old, I, I always remember, is this even legal? You know, and, yeah, and, yeah. and I could see kids younger than me climbing up to a rock, yeah. grabbing onto a rope, yeah. and springing themselves away from the rock. Yeah, it's like, because we we have to find the way to have fun, you know? Yeah. And I think that's this is one of the part of it. And I remember I spent, like all my youth doing this and and you know climbing a rock was no problem all of a sudden and and swinging for, uh, uh, jumping away from it with a rope mm. and no security harness no, or anything nothing. nothing and I, I no helmets no no helmets mm. looking back you know and and we upgraded this sport of course we upgrade everything like when we were, we were young young men young mm. boys and then we always go higher and we made our own and stuff like that was that 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 is dangerous mm. but, you know and looking back, I don't understand because I'm a father now. Yeah, I would never allow this. Never. No. no. I never. <laughs> I I remember also like my 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 most vivid memory of of visiting the island though is that I saw my first full length porn movie there as yeah. a as a thirteen year old yeah. and and uh, this is. Before internet, before porn became one click away, yeah. <laughs> and we went to this video rental. I was there on a handball trip, uh-huh. and uh, we stayed in this little cabin that was owned by Tier, which is one of the sports clubs. In, uh-huh. in uh, actually, the two there are two clubs. They're both named as after Nordic gods, uh, Tier Th- and Thor. And, Thor. <clears throat> and uh, we stayed in the Tier house, which was a tiny little, uh, maybe twenty-five square meter house, and <laughs> fifteen guys lying on their <laughs> sleeping bags on the floor watching a porn movie. <laughs> I still remember the music from that movie. I mean, and the name of every scene. It was a, it was yeah. a, it was a shaping moment in yeah, my yeah, life, yeah. you know. Uh, and uh, I don't, I don't know if it is a common thing, more common thing on that island than than on the mainland. But you never know, you know. No, no. But uh, yeah, I, I was, but it was always interesting to visit. I always had a lot of fun there. Um, and how 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 about your family? You, I know that. There was baking in the family. Yeah, yeah. my my father is like retired now. He's like, mm. but he had a, had a bakery on that island. Mm. So I was basically born into to being a baker, mm. and uh, and of course I, I did. I decided myself, and the the reason I'm doing this is because I I still want to be like my father. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's my Im- image. In, yeah, no. he is my role model in life, and uh, he, that's never gonna stop. Mm. And uh, yeah, so and my father and my mother they live there and my sister too mm. and uh, my youngest brother is is also living there and uh, people who who were born there they tend to stay right uh, yeah and a lot of them go back you know they go for education uh, and stuff like back. that yeah. and and i always saw them come back like five years later or something mm. Mm. and they start a family and i i understand it you know 
in, in a way. It mm. doesn't suit me, but it, I understand it. Mm. And my, my father has never gone away from this island. Never. No. No. And and then so were you all? You you had you had a younger sister and no, you uh, were. I have an older sister. And older sister. Then, yeah. then it's me, and then I had a, I had brothers named Aaron. He is he is he passed mm. like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Then Orri and then Urvar. Mm-hmm. So we are like we were f- four brothers and one sister, mm. but now we are three brothers uh-huh. and one sister. But do you always count? Yeah, I always count my uh, my my brother who passed. Yeah. When when I'm asked how how many siblings, I always counting mm. counting him with. And what what happened to him? He was uh, he had a really uh, tough uh, youth. You know, he mm. was uh, uh, he was like this uh, this. Pe- this pedophile, like uh, he victim, he, yeah, I was uh-huh. a victim of uh, sexual abuse when he was ten. Uh-huh. And I remember uh, we were like twins, you know. I was I'm born 1979, and he he was born 1981. Uh huh. Just two years between you. Yeah, and and he was early on the on the year, and I was late, so it was like si- for 16 months between us. So we were like always together, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I remember how he changed a little bit after that uh, the accident uh, incident. And and it was basically downhill from that moment, to be For honest. Him, yeah. yeah, and uh, he uh, had so many difficult like, uh, and he started to abuse everything he could abuse, like pills and uh, drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. Mm. And and one day he just uh, was t- taking some pills, like morphine pills, mm. and uh, he was drinking a lot on top of that. Mm. And so, when and you got this like uh, alcohol poisoning, mm-hmm. and when you got alcohol poisoning, the, the body starts to throw up and try to get rid of the poison. Mm. But the morphine was uh, slowing it down, so it was mm-hmm. an impact, and his heart just stopped. Mm-hmm. So one evening we uh, we had uh, we had a had uh, this information that he was just he had passed. His pa- he had passed. And 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 when this happened to him as a ten year old, was was that uh did everybody know about? I mean, uh, do you know what it was? It discovered already then, or or? Yeah, he he told me okay. a, uh, about it. It was a secret because yeah. he, the guy was going to kill him if he, yeah. you know, he, you know how, how they work these fuckers. Yeah. And but I I I knew it was really serious stuff. So I I, I broke the bro- broke that promise and code, yeah. yeah, and I told my parents and and on the during that that time it was not the same as you do if it would happen now mm. so there was some especially on a in a little island with 4500 people everybody yeah. knows everybody so yeah. it was basically teams they team up against the he was lying or yeah. you know the, you know the the guys the people around him start defending him yeah and yeah, yeah. And, and it's normal reaction but you know the truth is there and that, mm. that, and he he was convicted for, for because they came like four or five other young boys uh-huh. Uh, when he when he broke the silence by, by go, going to the police, like mm. I remember, four or five guys came after that. Mm-hmm. So he was been doing it, and he and always he, he is now he's in jail in Denmark for doing. He kept Same. on going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how how uh, how did this feel for you when your father passed? You know, I went through the same experience, yeah. and I, it had a really big impact on my life. You know, and it yeah. kind of changed everything. Yeah. And I remember that one day when it happened, like. Every fucking minute of it. Yeah, yeah, me too. 
it's really weird mm. I, I can I, I remember every second when I heard the news yeah and I, I was of course in, in kind of a shock but it's I always forget everything but this I remember everything yeah, yeah. it's uh, like a movie that plays in your head it's really definitely yeah. yes totally and uh and you know it's a, it's a tough thing to go grieving you know mm. you have to be really strong to do that mm. I realized that you you know and the only thing you can do is communicate with, with someone yeah and not be not be afraid of talking about him and mm. and and, mm. I, and I have book with pictures of me and him as little ch children and growing up mm. my sister made this for me and I I have this book always where, where I can see it yeah and I always like bringing back the good memories and yeah that's the same as i do i yeah. try i try to like because my path uh, my my brother's path to 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 this was a very long downward spiral but yeah. i kind of have i keep him alive with yeah. the stuff that was before yeah somehow and it, it's it, uh, that's i think it's really uh, like a good way to do it mm. and it's and i i'm really like uh, happy how i did it and i and the help i i had from other people to mm. to to show me how how it was done mm. and how and because in the moment i thought i was not going to make it yeah and then just the journey from that point to today i'm i'm really happy and and mm. and this is and also this is life you know yeah yeah exactly and you just have to keep going somehow yeah totally and mm. and yeah but uh, but but um this before this i mean were you all of you involved in the baking like w was that like a, the family thing or, or yeah we uh, in, in, there was some point that me and all my brothers and my father we were all working together so you were a close family yeah yeah, yeah. like that so, and yeah and by work we were even closer you know and, yeah. I, I, and without the work we would of course be different but there is no way to find know what would happen then no, but no. this is a different that's a different path yes and then this is just what we we did we we mm. were and we working together was always smooth and and we yeah i i, I love these moments and it's yeah. really valuable for me yeah um but do you how, how was it in in school you you were a troublemaker right yeah i was a uh, I became a troublemaker, like uh, because I was th when I became older. I was looking back, and, and I remember the moment there was like kind of a gang in in, in school when I was uh, uh, growing up, and they were they were like kind of a they called themselves as as gang, like a, and they were like they were they, they always told everybody that they loved Satan and stuff like this, mm. and listened to heavy metal and. And I once saw saw them throwing up a party in a house that was I know I knew the woman that lived there and she was on a vacation so they broke in and, and, and had, had a party, a party there, yeah. and I and I called the cops and somebody told them that I did it mm -hmm. after that I was bullied like fuck like for like three or four years mm -hmm. and these were older kids yeah I remember this one morning I was going to <laughs> going to school. And they were waiting for me behind some little house, and they jumped out. It was a like a tight, like a kind of a alley. Yeah, mm. alley. Yeah, and they 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 put a fire on my hair, and they they, they burned every hair on my on my face. And, you know what the fuck? And that, I remember that really clearly. But you know, I was a lot of beating, and I, and I don't remember anymore about you know. I'm not thinking about this now, but mm. but this 
during so long time and, and there was nothing done about it until like three years later, uh, I realized I, I, because I was a really shy boy, mm-hmm. like, and I was, I was a little bit afraid of everything and, but I was really like with a big heart and, and mm-hmm. I still, ha- still have that heart, but I had to fight back somehow and, and, and I, I did it a little bit too much, you know, so I started to be like, uh, communication was not, I had no skills there, I just, I used my fists mm-hmm. when in an argument and so on. Mm-hmm. But, and it was like when I had my first child, 23, mm. I started to think to, to the direction of stopping that. But mm-hmm. it didn't stop until like I was 27 or something. Mm-hmm. So you got into a lot of fights and... A lot, uh-huh. like a lot, a lot. You know, I, I, I've, when I was a teenager, I fought like three, four times a week, like just on the street during the day. Mm. And so... We we had, the, but this was also a little bit Icelandic at yes. some t- point. I remember because, because I had yeah. the same. I mean, yeah. I, I wasn't fighting; I was just being beaten. Yeah, but <laughs> it was happening three, four times a week. Yeah, this is actually true because you know now these days it would happen. Now yeah. we had you know, authorities coming and yeah. and we have a lot of problems. Problems and and mm. but that's true. It's like it's this is like twenty five years ago. Yeah. You can fight, mate. Like yeah. there's no problem. Yeah, yeah. And and I w- I'm when I'm talking about fighting, I, I'm not talking about brutal like yeah, yeah. kicking in his head when he's lying and stuff. It was like old-fashioned fighting. Yeah. The the this affected your school, right? I mean, in the end, mm-hmm. the, you were kicked out of school. Yeah, in seventh grade. How oh, you're thirteen then, or tw- tw- thirteen? Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, fourteen, thirteen, fourteen, or something. Yeah. I was I was suspended. How was that? In I mean, there's not like a million schools in that island, so no. it's not like you can just go to the next one. No, it, it wasn't. It was not impossible. I I just had to stay home, and I was grounded, and 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 it was that it was kind of an issue. I was I was smuggling some alcohol and stuff to trips and, and cigarettes, and mm. and of course some fighting. It was like collecting. Yeah, uh, 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 multiple. Yeah, offenses. So that was like the the yeah the. the, the I broke the law one more time. I was kicked out, and mm. and and I was welcomed back like the next grade. So okay, so I I could I I managed to finish that and mm. and yeah. But you then you you end up going to to from the you leave the island. You go to the capital to Reykjavik to to study baking. Yeah, there was never a plan B. The baking was the only yeah yeah, yeah. option. I, I decided that when I was thirteen or something. Uh huh. My father was really uh, sometimes taking me like when I was basically ten mm. during the night. I was uh, for me it was so fascinating to wake up and be with my father and uh, in his in his work. Mm. And I remember uh, really quickly uh, I said this is this is what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. And, and but fa- what what is it about baking or you know what was it then that captivated you? I mean I know the, I can understand the excitement of waking up in the night and be with a grown man and have yeah. a role and have a yeah. purpose. Yeah. I think like in the beginning it's just the you know image of your father. Mm-hmm. And by, and you go down that path a little further like because of that but mm. then the you fi- you feel that you have kind of an understanding and skill set like your father and my father was ex- it's actually a brilliant mm-hmm. like professional. Mm-hmm. So he taught me a lot of basics in the beginning, and I was getting better than the guys who was working actually working there. Mm-hmm. And when I was fourteen, I remember I, I I had a lot of responsibility in the bakery when my father was working then. Mm. And w- 
then you get this self self esteem. This ego is is growing, growing, yeah. and and for me that was enough. Mm. And and I just wanted to focus on that, and uh, which I did. Mm. But I think this is very a very common, let's say, Icelandic story of uh, of men and women our age. You know, we we were lucky enough to have really strong role models. Yeah, and. Uh, my father was a policeman, though, and I, I knew right away that I didn't want to be a policeman, <laughs> and I did everything that I could to make sure that I was on the... I wanted to be on the wrong side of the law yeah. instead of the right side of the law. But uh, I, because, you know, I lived in a small town, and, and uh, my father was one of eight policemen in the in the town. <laughs> so uh, I couldn't even try hash because nobody <laughs> wanted to sell to me. You know, I, I was I really wanted to try hash, you know? Yeah, yeah. And nobody wanted to sell to me because they thought, oh, he would just tell the cops, you know? <laughs> So it, it didn't, you know, he was not, uh, yeah, I mean, my father is a role model to me in many, many ways, but I didn't want to pick his pro- pro- profession, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you you did go- good in, in baking school. You kind of found your yourself there, right? Yeah, it's like uh, I, didn't, I didn't see any purpose in, in education, t- to be honest. I, I found it really stupid, you know, because... I, as a kid or as a yeah, teenager, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, I, I, I knew that I should be able to write... Mm. Read and and mathematics. Yeah, and that's the only thing that matters for me to co- to cope baking. Yeah, yeah. You uh, don't need more. No, I actually don't need more. You know, history and bullshit, and and I, you know, I can just pick that up later. You know, yeah. And it's not going to stick in my brain when I'm thinking about beating something up. You know, on the street. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of a, of course, personal, and uh, but, and when I went to the baking school. Uh, it was every detail on, or if in every every course i was passionate i really i was full of energy and and my brain was it was really weird to mm. to because i was totally on the opposite opinion of education but, you, but it's because you saw the purpose yes. or, or the end goal yes i saw saw some purpose in what what I'm, i was doing mm. and uh, i had like like i told you uh, it was like I've, all of a sudden i was kind of a einstein Mm-hmm. I didn't do mistake. Mm-hmm. It was really weird, man. It's like, mm. especially for me, because uh, until then it hadn't been like that. No, 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 not at all. Because I never, I, I, I never put any effort on learning anything in, in uh, during the younger years. Mm. And my father and my mother always tried to make me do it, but there was no way. Mm. And there was a, I remember because nobody could tell me why I was doing things. Mm. I, when I, yeah, I, explain it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like oh, yeah. I was told, like, uh, like when your teacher is saying, "Hey, David, you read this chapter here," and I said, "Why?" Yeah, and they didn't give me any no good answer. Then yeah. I said, well, "Then I'm not going to do it." Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I remember this from mathematics when we were learning al- algebra, and uh, and and I, I had these questions. You know, why am I? I'm going to be an astronaut or something. I just <laughs> want to work somewhere. Don't just don't teach me something that is useless. You know. Yeah. And then I found out at university that it actually some of it that I ignored as a kid was actually useful there. But yeah. uh, so I just had to study it again. But yeah. uh, so you you graduate, you open your own bakery. You're quite young when you when you you have your own bakery yeah. already, like twenty twenty three four. Or? Yeah, twenty three. Yeah. Uh, uh, in Reykjavik. In Reykjavik, yeah. yeah. And and I still that's that company still running, and and I'm still an owner there. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 I had a partner like I have now. Yeah, but now I'm not. I'm not involved in that business, but yeah. I, I just have the, have the, the shares. Yeah. yeah, the shares. Mm. And and uh, after that, you know, it was kind of a like for me. It was I proved 
that was basically proving me as a professional the next step. Mm-hmm. When I did that and and I managed to do it with a with a good result, I, I my ego went a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. And so during so I was doing that for a few years, and and then my my father had the business in in the island, mm-hmm. and he had some some and he was getting older, and 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 he made some investments that was he was growing a little bit on the island it maybe sounds weird yeah. but there's, 4, people. there's a lot of tourism growing yeah. there and, and yeah. stuff that, like that but the that didn't it didn't ha- happen the tourists didn't come to the island because of the ferry it was mm-hmm. some problems with the yeah with for a long time actually we had the issue time, with yeah. that ferry that ferried people there so his business was going like way down mm-hmm. like straight down Mm-hmm. And so I just, because it's my father, I I went back home and and helped him to correct this, and which I did, mm-hmm. and and so he managed to get out of the business and retired with you know dignity, without, yeah, uh, without losing anything. Mm-hmm. So that's and I realized I was more proud of that than the the first bakery I made, mm-hmm. and, and and I was gonna be there for one year, but I ended up in five years mm-hmm. helping him, and and after that I came to Prague. Mm. But I, I I saw because I when I mean I know you of course uh, but uh, it's I don't know I, I haven't known you for a long time I only know you for three years yeah. uh, and uh, so I I went to Google and uh, and then I started checking out what I could find about you in Iceland. And oh, yeah. it was interesting because um, and it it's actually such a good example of how Iceland is. It's such a small, classless community. You know, like everybody can meet everybody and there is no difference whether you are come from a rich family or a poor family or what your parents do or, 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 or anything. There's mm-hmm. no class difference. And yeah. I, I love it and yeah. I hate it. I mean, it, it's yeah. good and bad. Um, so I saw that you 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 made the cake of the year. So I found the picture of you with the president of Iceland, where yeah. you where you had made what was called the cake of the year in Iceland, right? Yeah, it's a quite big competition that is like uh, in Iceland, and and uh, I was I was living in Vestmanair, you know, the island island, yeah. island in the south during that time, and I I knew about this competition was <coughs> was was going to happen like. Uh, next month or something, so it was back in the back of my head, mm. <coughs> and so the day before we, uh, I should return the recipe and to to the to the judges. Mm. I, I just I was not gonna com- compete, but I, there was something just like I just do it, man, just fuck it. Mm. So I made uh, some cake and I didn't even taste it or anything. I just I just throw it in, mm. and then I went to sleep after work and. And I had a phone call in the afternoon that the the, the judges has, uh, you know, made their call about the the best one. Yeah. So I won, you know, and I didn't even know how it tasted. What what and what because I I remember <laughs> funnily, my mom told me also about this cake yeah. years ago. Yeah. It had some caramel or something or what what was the? Uh, it's no, it's uh, it's we, the 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 theme. We have in every every year we have a th- theme ingredient. Yeah, and, and in, in this case it was skir. 
Skir, okay. Yeah. Skir, by the way, guys, you can get get authentic skir yeah. at the Old Bar, which is one of the sponsors of this show. It's uh, yeah, and I've been there in, in this Old Bar. It's amazing. Yes, amazing stuff. Good. Know, yeah. You just uh, made yourself a free oatmeal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but so skir was the theme. Yeah, and so I'm, you know, I made that. Of course, um, uh, I've thought about okay, skir. I love skir, and mm. how can I? Uh, because sometimes you have a theme ingredient, but it's destroyed by so many tastes uh, mm. of other things, spices and stuff. Mm. So I, I just tried to make the skir, you know, of course, I made a you know, kind of a skir mousse. Mm. That is, uh, and I, inf- I infused it with lime, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And of course, some sugar and stuff. Yeah, but there was something on the outside, like... Uh, yeah, it's, it's a... It's a I covered it with uh, like milk chocolate ganache. Yeah, yeah, that, that's mm. what I, yeah, I loved. And I made some uh, raspberry, kind of a, yeah, it's not kind of a, it's kind of a jam jelly th- mm. thing, mm. and uh, and the and the baking part was like like almond coconut something I, I don't remember. And can you buy that cake here? Do you have that no. in your bakery? No, you never thought about that. No, I'm not Arctic bakers. This, this is kind of a pastry mm. because I was I. I I've been working a lot as a pastry chef too. Mm. But I'm a baker, and also I was working a lot with chocolate. So, mm. yeah, so okay. kind of a pastry chef, baker, and chocolate. Yeah. But would you make that cake for my birthday if I asked you? Yeah, yeah I, I can. I can manage to do yeah. that. It's like I can provide the skir. <laughs> um, but uh, another thing, also, I mean, so there you are, pictured with the president of Iceland, handing yeah. him that cake. Yeah, um, the winner of the competition is like uh, it's a. Uh, it's sold in every bakery after after the, the result. Uh-huh. So I have to teach do a video and the recipe is there and mm-hmm. and uh, so it's it's mass produced by every bakery in the, in the country mm-hmm. because there's this woman day kind of a Valentine's Day for yeah. Iceland. So every everybody's buying it. So it's it's it's, it's a, a big thing. Yeah, it's a really big thing mm-hmm. in Iceland. And the and the winner and that year was. Uh, in, invited to the to the house of Pesastadir, the president, yeah, the president. where the president lives, and and there was a you know media and and uh, it's a big thing, you know. So and there you are, the street fighter from <laughs> Westman Islands uh, at the president's <laughs> house with a skier cake. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. this is Iceland. This, this is, is typical Iceland. Typical Iceland, yes. And then, you know, that president, if I'm right, was a. Uh, he he was a long term politician. He he was in politics for Guðni. No, that's the new one that you met. Yeah, yeah. you met the new president, yeah, the old one. Yeah. But the old prime minister, you have a story with him as well. Yeah, I'm a fan of. Uh, I was and I am a fan of of his and and uh, David. He Ot- was a, yeah. He was David Otson. He was our prime minister for like sixteen years. Or yeah, something, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And uh, he his uh, you know when he was up and running, I was into politics. Mm. When he left, I I just left to. Mm-hmm. I, I really Elvis I, has left the building. Yes, totally, and I, I really admire that man. And and he, because of my love of him, he he heard about me. Yeah. <laughs> and when I was thirty years old, he sent me. He gave me a birthday present. Yeah. Yeah. Some some picture of him with like signature s- signature on. and some nice words to me, and and also his uh, book, the story about Taviotson, and he wrote me some little story. Intro. Yeah. Uh, That's so, cool. So he. He gave, gave gave that to me, so I've been involved with the prime minister there and the president, of course. Yeah, it's a <laughs> it, and it it's just really like um, yeah, it shows how how beautifully small and close yeah. Iceland is. I remember when we were we were um, in my previous life, I I I was doing uh, international business and and we had visitors from from 
Kapo Verde coming to Iceland and, and uh, so we called the president of Iceland and asked if we could come for pancakes uh. and two hours later we were at the president's house eating pancakes with uh. those foreign visitors and, uh. and they were just like what the fuck you know <laughs> like yeah. And, and yeah it's it's such a yeah. unique thing somehow this closeness yeah it's like when i was in the house when i was invited there it's like then the president president was like walking with me and showing me the house yeah and and but it felt really normal you know yeah there was nothing f- because I'm, I'm not i was not that starstruck about him because no, he's a really he's normal just a guy. guy yeah it's just a guy you know yeah, it's totally flesh and blood like the rest of us yes and but is but if it's was another one in a other country i would maybe be more starstruck but mm. this is so I felt like I was yeah. visiting a friend or something. Yeah. Um, and I, I know also another thing that I noticed that I didn't know about is that uh, you um, you were attacked violently and, and it was a big case. You came on a TV interview and... Uh, yeah. It's what, a, what, I, what was this? It was a... There was a guy in Iceland that he was uh, quite known for his work of violence mm. and, and he was surrounded by... Uh, he was he was kind of a gang member kind of you know mm. it's uh, and so, so i was on a quite fancy res- restaurant one evening and and with my friends mm. and i i went down to the toilet and it's really a basement kind of toilet so there's no windows it's kind of kind of a cave mm. thing and so when i entered the toilet they, this guy he started to be kind of a rude uh, like throwing some bad words at me and i was just like and i t- told him like shut the fuck up or something and i just went to the toilet mm, mm. Yeah, and when i was uh, when i was finished i turned my i was going to wash my hands he was in my face and starting to you know be aggressive mm. and when uh, immediately when i pushed him away uh, five or six guys came on me and they they totally beat me up uh, so badly and my my one of my leg i saw i saw my you know the, the downside of my uh, my my leg yes, i saw the shoe what is it called like uh, yeah. the bottom of the shoe yeah i saw the bottom like it broke your ankle yeah totally in, in, in two parts like mm-hmm. and uh, so it was like it's i'm okay now and like, it took took it was like a long time they kept you in there right yes they, it they was you in there yeah for, and they one guy was holding the door and and they were just beating me up like 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 mm-hmm. face there man and and, and uh, it was really dramatic and 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 uh, you know when you're stuck in a cave with mm-hmm. in this scenario going on adrenaline kicks in of course to help you get survive it yeah but afterwards when that adrenaline goes down mm-hmm. you you then the shock comes you know mm-hmm. And you went to hospital. I mean, you were yeah. seriously injured. Yeah, yeah, it was all screwed back together, and and and, and yeah, yeah, and the yeah, fuck that. But you know, it's the you know the so mental part mental and the soul. Part, yeah, yeah it, it it takes time to recover. But and I and I did that quite well, I think. So mm. so now I'm I'm this is totally behind me. And but he went to jail. This guy. I mean, he he eventually he was. Yeah, there were so many cases. Co- he was been collecting him, these yeah. kind of things, and so so he eventually he went to jail. This. Have you know. ever seen him afterwards? Yeah, or, yeah. 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 And. Yeah, I just I saw him like uh, when I was recovered. I saw him like a few months later, and and I walked up to him, and and he he said, "You're not gonna punch me or something. But I have to pay you a lot of money for the damage." Mm. I said, yeah, I'm not, I will not. I will never do that. 
Mm. I stopped. I, I stopped doing that when uh, when I was twenty seven, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I just yeah, I saw this. It became like a big media case. You came on an interview, and what was interesting when I read that interview is that that you were actually saying that the real victim is this guy. That that there's something wrong with him, and he's yeah. not getting the, the necessary help or treatment. Yeah. Totally, and, mm. and that that I was I, I was thinking about it because they, the media they contact me and and asked me if I want to do this you know, and, and the first answer was like no then I then I called them back like yeah come on yeah, I will do it mm. then because I wanted to send this message to, because he was kind of a media all the media was always following who, what he was doing yes, he was yeah. always in the media he's he's, he's famous in Iceland this guy mm. because of his violent work mm. so I wanted to put this perspective mm. in the open mm. and send that message to him mm. and uh, I mean they could have killed you yeah that's crazy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. That shows how this thin line is between yeah, life and death, man. Exactly. Um, I mean, I've been beaten many, many times mm. because I can't fight for... <laughs> I wouldn't be able to defend my life. But um, And I, I... For me, it's... I don't... You know, my nose has been broken many times and I've had cuts over my eyes and, 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 and fingers broken and stuff mm-hmm. like this. And it never... That never hurts. It's the it's the the yeah. uh, how to say the, the the feeling inside. You know, it's the it's it's really it, it can break your spirit. Yeah, you know? uh, and and make I, it created fear in me. I remember yeah. that I I was looking over my shoulder sometimes, and yeah. and it it those moments actually I remember those moments quite well. You yeah. know, it's weird. It's it 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 is it's really difficult to explain this feeling. Mm. It's just like it's like you're. Uh, yeah, I, I somehow can. you feel violated. It's yes, yeah, you, invaded somehow. Yeah, and you have to get, when you overcome the f- the fear, you, you can you can be really good at it mm. if you if it is always happening to you. Mm. But it, it can also break you totally yeah, yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, anyway, so that was uh, yeah, maybe a little bit of another thing about Iceland, which kind of connects to to what you said here in the beginning. You know, like you 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 work a lot and you. Mm-hmm. You know, you and your partner, I have never somehow... I would always... I call you David the Baker, you know, mm-hmm. like I I, I, I I, define you by what you do. No. And the same with Guðbjartur, Mr. Lawballs. <laughs> I, I don't define him by the balls, but more by what he does. <laughs> and, uh, and that's uh, another kind of an Icelandic thing. And I can imagine on that island being even stronger than maybe on the mainland... Because they, that island is built on fishing yeah. and hardworking people. It's it's not yeah. it's not like a, there's not a lot of office jobs there. No, there there is there is real work. Yes, I, I remember this. You know, and my generation is go. You know, this many years ago, it mm. was like extremely like that. Mm. It, of course, it has changed a lot. You mm. know, the you know the mentality of Icelandic people. It's it's always developing some new things. You know, and but. Me as a young man, that is like the only f- my role models around me were just working men. Mm. So it's a it's a strength and it's also you know it's a, a disadvantage, we- yeah, weakness yes. as well. Yes, and I I I've, I had my part of the you know of, of the you know the bad part about it, mm. and also the success mm. you can make from it. Mm. And to make success, you have to have this. Mm. But and now I'm 41 years old, and I'm now I'm still balancing myself, mm. and there is a and I and I and I think I will 
of course I will never stop doing that but I, c- I can feel it there's some things in my life I need to balance better you know mm. But, but do you feel that differently now than just let's say five years ago? Is that do you feel that you're growing more into it? That you see, okay, there has to be something else also. Yes, and, and I think it's because a, a, a part of it is also because you're starting to have success. Mm-hmm. Because before that, it was just struggle, 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 and mm. and when you're starting a new business, that it's always a struggle. Mm. But uh, unfortunately, I'm really happy that this on on the third year of Arctic Bakers is starting to show success, mm-hmm. and that gives you the extra boost to to finish. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you see kind of the light, yes, light or you know some some you can success and, and and goals. It's kind of the same thing when I went to the baker school. You know, mm. you get extra extra clear vision. Mm-hmm. That's a, and your focus gets stronger. Mm. Uh, then Prague, yeah. why 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 Prague? I mean, and how did that happen? There's a really. I, I remember when I heard about the bakery, I was like, what the fuck are they doing in my city? And then I heard, yeah, it's a, some guy with a beard. And I said, no, 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 I'm the Icelandic guy with the beard in this <laughs> yeah. city, you know? And, and yeah, it turned out okay. But uh, yeah, how, how did it happen? We, Me and Guilberti, we, are, uh, we are, ha- have connection uh, from Iceland for many, many years. I've known Guilberti since I was a little boy. Mm. And um, we, are, we, are in, we were involved together in some business in Iceland. And... and he he was living here in Prague, mm. and so one day he had a had an idea, and he, f- he took a flight to Iceland and had a meeting with me about opportunity that we need to discuss, and we after that uh, during that meeting we just found out the best way way for for us to move forward is maybe just go to Prague and do it there. Mm-hmm. So together we decided to give it a shot, and he so and and we. So he said, "Okay, I will go back to Prague and I will try to find some location, some location, and, and some facility to to do this in." And mm. I, there were not many weeks later that, that he sh- sent me some pictures from UES Eleven, mm. where you are now with the, the main, like the flagship yeah. store. Yeah, uh, and uh, and he showed, sent me some many pictures. He said, "Like, how do you think we can do it here?" And and I said. Uh, give me a moment, and I l- looked looked into it, and he said, "Yeah, I think so. Uh, it better be because I signed the contract." <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is, this is basically how we do it, me and Gilbert. We, we you just go ahead. Yeah, we are really spontaneous in what we. If we had an idea, we always have to try, mm-hmm. and because there are some some good happens in our both our lives is we have a lot of good things coming out of re- weird s- scenarios mm-hmm. and we want to keep the, it keeps our spirit a little bit you know it keeps keep it a wi- keep it wild a little bit yes we need it i think both of us we are really similar uh, mm-hmm. in that way mm-hmm. and and uh, so he signs the lease and and you get over here and and uh, you start working on it what was like what, how did you see that uh, landscape here? You know, like what was um, pastry landscape? I mean, did you go around and see what was being offered or available? I mean, I go um, to the supermarkets here and I see people buying toxic waste called rohlik. Uh, it's like a white bread that yeah. is like, and I and I'm always I want to stop them and shake them and yeah, they walk yeah. out. Don't eat this, you know, you're gonna yeah, die. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. I saw it and I we went we we drove around and we saw you know and. What I came here for a week to to before we started just mm. to make sure that like I was okay with it because I was having a big family then and and uh, so 
and I saw it. It was a no-brainer to do it here because what you know what I've been doing for many years. It's it's necessary to bring it here mm-hmm. totally. And there was a space in the market. Totally, it's totally empty for this. Mm-hmm. To be honest, and so it gave me a lot of confidence of taking this decision to move move all my life here and start this business. Mm. And and you know there is. There's, no, oh, there's never guaranteed nothing in this in this stuff. You know, you just have to do it. Mm. And if you're not available to do to take some risks, you will never move forward. And and no. and you have to be uh, you have to be uh, will you have to will you have to have the power and you have to 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 get successful. You ha- you have to uh, realize you have to be poor too. Mm. Yeah, you need to be come from the shit. Yes, if you cannot be poor, you cannot be rich. Mm. You know, understand. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so uh, maybe this is the thing that I've been shaped before, like as a teenager. I, I, I never have nothing to lose, mm-hmm. and and if I would get really rich out, out of my business, I, I, some people say, say that then it's going to be shaky, and uh, for you, when you have something to lose, everything is going to get more difficult, mm-hmm. and complicated. And I'm thinking about this: if that is going to happen to me, I, I, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. So You're the same guy. Yes. How much is on the account? You as, know? as long as I'm making my bread, it's like, yeah. I'm, of course, I'm aiming for for the success, but mm. I'm not scared of it. The journey. Mm. The the um, so I mean, like I know it took you guys. Uh, it took you a while to kind of get the stuff set up i mean like i know that you needed equipment that was not sold here in the country you wanted ingredients that were not available here mm-hmm. and, and actually you t- i think you told me or, or mr lobbles uh, said that uh, uh, that that was one of the most challenging things was to find the right ingredients right yeah i i wanted i wanted to i tried to buy as much as possible in my in, in my country Czech mm-hmm. republic mm-hmm. And the things that like uh, are not reaching up to my standards, I have to look for it somewhere else. Mm. And yeah, and it was really because I was sticking to that plan to f- trying to find it in in, a, in my local area. Mm. It became really difficult to find it because the communication. I didn't speak Czech, and mm. I don't. I still don't. And uh, sometimes they just hang up on you, and and. Yeah, yeah, there's I know, always I know. there's always a dead end street, yeah. like day after day after day after day, yeah. and but somehow we managed to do it and open up. And mm. of course, I've I've changed a lot of you know ingredients since then. But but you buy something from some monks, right? Yeah, you know, Hare Krishna. They are yeah, they Krishna, yeah. they do the we call them monks because that's the only yeah uh, yeah. But it's Hare Krishna. They have a stone mill uh-huh. because I use a lot of stone milled flour. Mm-hmm. Stone milk is totally different product. It's like from the fr- same grain, but but when you mill it by stone, you have eighty three percent more nutrition coming out of it. Uh-huh. It's so like the steel cut in the oats. You, when you, when yeah. you do the steel cut on the oats, you don't lose the yes. Uh-huh. And you know, and but the stone, he it's it starts to be like flakes instead of like balls, like if it, under the microscope. Uh-huh. So a lot of the, the grain you're eating just go through the system without any, doing anything. Uh-huh. So that's really, and also when you take the fermentation also into it, mm. you, we are talking about totally different product. Uh-huh. And, but, and, but, and then also for, for the construction, like 
um, that took a long time. There was a yeah. lot of licenses to get and a lot of like, it's a lot of bureaucracy. Yeah, it was, we, ha- we had like a historical house, so we cannot yeah. do a lot of changes inside, mm. but we can of course like paint and, and rebuild like some, but we cannot take any, take anything down. Mm. And uh, it took us one year to to put everything in to, to, to open the store, mm. but it actually took us just nine months Eight to till nine months to when our part was finished, but yeah, but uh, to wait for all the necessary stamps and licenses. Yeah, and and for us, where we where we come from, this is really simple thing that you do online. Mm-hmm. But here, it's uh, we have to write a paper, get a stamp on this office, and waiting in in, in line for one stamp can take you three four hours. Mm. So I'm, I'm not joking. Mm. And some sometimes when we are we're next in line, we we are trying to speak English. They don't serve us. Mm. So there was a lot of this going on, and, and our budget was drying up. Mm. So we were so close to not even be able to open, open up the store yeah, after yeah. after all this work. Mm. And I I think I've told you before. We, for example, we had to wait for one guy that we had to have a license. Uh, there was a guy who had to write down some, uh, you know, pr- what is it called? A report. A report, yes. Report to uh, that we will not kill the birds in the area. It's like a rare bird or something. Uh, we are a bakery, so I, I, I didn't understand why we have to wait for him. And mm-hmm. this guy is there are like two of them in the in the country, mm-hmm. and and we just managed to reach the one guy who was left in the, in the. In Czech Republic, he was going to the airplane the day after mm. for like four weeks or something. Mm. But we managed to you bring him over bring and he him checked over. if you were going to kill a rare bird yeah. with your bakery output. Yeah. The, so smo- the smoke or, 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 or whatever. <laughs> we don't know. Steam or something. So there's a lot of these, uh, you know, I res- I have to show this respect. This is a, mm. this is a, the Czech law. But, you know, for us, it was getting so frustrating. And uh, Yeah, and especially for us in Iceland, because we are like kind of like just do it people. Yes. And we just get... We're used to it that you can just get things done. Yeah, you can call someone and it's fixed. Yeah, and so it's. I, I was feeling a little bit vulnerable in the situation because yeah. I didn't. I couldn't like, call and speak Icelandic to my friend that knew this friend and they, they mm. we'll fix it in in mm. fifteen minutes. Mm. So we had to wait th- three extra months. Yeah, and uh, like um, then when you opened, I mean, it became immediately super popular. I mean, it's yeah. almost. Doesn't matter when you come to your bakery. There is a line outside of the bakery. Yeah, and it's been like that kind of from day one, right? Yeah, it's uh, totally and and and. Uh, but we are. It's always getting more and more, you know. Mm. So, in the beginning, there was just like different behavior of the customer. He was buying like just a little bit. Mm. So we had many customers, but the income low, was low, like, low volume per customer. Yeah, but that that is always increasing, and now it's it's really. Uh, it's really satisfying to look at the data today. Mm. So, and uh, and what what is it that, like? Um, what is it that people like about this? Is it uh, you know like, uh, what's the feedback that you get? I think, um, of course, you know the quality speaks for itself. But of course, but you need to the attention maybe comes from maybe it's a little bit exotic for people that is from Iceland I don't mm. know I, I'm mm. not sure but you know I hear it a lot mm. so in, so that that could be one of the factors of of, of the attention that, that that it had because I had a lot of media mm. coming to, to me and interviews and stuff 
when I, you know, when I opened, mm. you know, when when the words started to spread out, and mm. on, of course with help with the internet and stuff. So we didn't sp- like marketing cost is zero in Arctic Bakehouse. Mm. We don't, we haven't spent one crown. And in customers do the marketing for you. And yeah, and you know, we had some uh, media attention. Was like I felt like a rock star here, like for a month. You know, I, mm. I was in Forbes and you know all kinds of. Yeah, I've been in, in TV shows and mm. uh, because I, 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 I've never thought that that would happen for a sourdough breaker, you know. No. So that's quite. It was. It helps us a lot, you know, the, the yeah. attention that it, it had. And w- and one of the main things that you have, I mean, you have a lot of good things there, but one of the kind of the key things about your breads, it's it's all sourdough, right? Yeah. And uh, what what is what what makes sourdough so special? I mean, now during COVID, you've obviously seen two hundred million photos on Instagram of people baking sourdough, and yeah, yeah. for a period in my kitchen, there was like five different sourdough starters. <laughs> what what makes sourdough so special? It's you know so this is the the way we uh, bread was sta- made from the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know we we, we like uh, like uh, spin. Uh, so like when we started to make bread, it was basically made from this kind of a starter, you know. And and what this process of making sourdough versus the you know you know the the modern industry way to do it with you know industry flour and yeast and all, all that stuff, mm. it's it, it takes so much time to fermentate a dough. You know, we, mm. we if you buy a loaf in Arctic Bakers, we started doing it the day before, mm. and it's maybe sixteen hours process, mm-hmm. and what ha- and is like the the nutrition is totally different mm-hmm. you know you, and of course we are using like like it came into before like stone milled whole grain flour and, mm-hmm. and and we are buying bio products and and so you are basically buying pure nature mm-hmm. and there's, there's a lot of reason. but it feels different to eat also i mean i, yeah, yeah. I, I the, the only bread that i eat is your bread yes i, I never eat any other bread no. and uh, um, the texture and it feels yeah, and it it doesn't feel the same. It's not oh. like you know um, when I eat other bread or when I've had other bread, it feels like a stone in my stomach. Yes. And I feel bad. I don't feel bad from your bread. It's like you know, it's really it goes really smoothly through your system. Yeah, and uh, you know, the, your blood sugar doesn't go up. Exactly. I feel I don't feel that. No. Yeah. So it, that basically speaks for itself. And there's mm. a lot of you know uh, research has been made with sourdough versus you know the other breads. Mm. And they are all beneficial for your body. Mm. So, and maybe difficult for me to explain in details in English. You know, so I will do another three-hour episode on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need With a video. Lot of time. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, but but talking about this because you know, like if we look at this artisan and like you have in the Arctic Bakehouse, you you are. Um, it's very much about you and the bakers being there. It's about the visibility. It's about the 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 kind of let's say the process and the pureness of the ingredients. And mm-hmm. there are no shortcuts, no. absolutely none. No. So I, I get this feeling that we are kind of going in. There's a fork on the road somehow because mm-hmm. on one hand we have bakeries like this, mm-hmm. like yours, yeah. which are you know in other countries as well. Yeah. And there I mean there are some in Iceland for example, yeah, there yeah. are some in Denmark and so on. So and that's for kind of let's say going more to the roots, being more kind of yeah, handmade and and more care and more love somehow mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, yeah. And then it seems that the the rest of the the bread and pastry market is going very much into you know, shortcuts, yeah. uh, shittier ingredients. And I think you told me once that that flour, industrial flour that is being used today, it's not even the same as was 20 years ago. Yeah, it's uh, 
it's a and like if you buy for example they are always you know the the shelf life of inst- industry flower is 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 length by bleached mm-hmm. the bleached flower is in in their shelves and you can store it for 3 years or something you know, I in in some cases I have to put my flower into cooler because it's, it's I cannot uh, use it. It keeps living. It's, it's a living organism. Yes, a, yeah. all the all the stuff is in it. Mm-hmm. So, so this is this is so black and white mm-hmm. industry for me. Yeah. It's like it, like my bakery. I don't. I, I'm not competitor. Is not like this stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't see it as a. I don't see it as a, you know uh, as a competitor. Yeah. So because it's not the same product, totally not, and it's actually going away from each other in yes. a way. Yeah, yeah, that's because I think when, when, for example, supermarkets started baking yeah. some years ago, it was still there was still a baker there and something was being done. Yeah, now it's, it's just come frozen in a truck. Yeah, and it's they're they're trying to you know copy the, the, the atmosphere of what we can do in an artisan baker, mm. and by putting some teenager in front of oven and, and a white. Yeah, outfit, yeah. yeah, this is totally bullshit, you know. Mm. And it, it it works for maybe for some market, but you know I th- mm. we have to have bakers uh, um, like myself. We have to we have to we have to make more of them. So we so we will be be go- going more in that direction you were talking about to have it keeping it real and it's good for you. It's, it's good for the health health mm. system that mm. everybody would eat sourdough bread. Mm. You know, he- healthcare would be it would be better and we will mm. save money out of it. Mm. Like uh, yeah, I mean the, the biggest threats of 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 health, global health is not COVID or no. it is obesity that comes yes. from processed white flour, white sugar, totally. artificial coloring, and all this stuff. You know, we know. Well, talking about this, we can also talk about like the gluten intolerance. Mm. Where, where, why, why didn't we have that many years ago? Mm. Why is why is everybody with it now? Mm. And some people say, yeah, it's just like a like a kind of a fashion thing. Blah blah blah. It's, it's not. People are eating industry bleeds. Bullshit flour mm. from for decades now, mm. and, and we're seeing the results. The result is now. Mm. We have to change this. We have to go back to basic and mm. eat healthy food. Mm. Say, don't save money on food. Save money on television and some shit like that. Yeah, don't pay the Netflix. Eat healthy. <laughs> yeah, something. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, um, wondering what you were saying, like you know, the exotic part about it, like. If it helps being Icelandic, I mean, looking from the outside, to me, it 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 looks it looks like that. It mm-hmm. looks like it really makes a difference. Yeah. But do you think, in some way, um, do you ever think that it can work against you? That 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 somebody will see, no, no, these guys are foreigners. We don't want them to succeed. Do, have you ever felt this? No. No. It's like I think what I. There is something about uh, Czech people uh, here. They they this we welcome Iceland. Mm. And I yeah, they like uh, nature and stuff like that. Yes, so, yeah. I think we are. But I, I have so many, you know, international, uh, you know, people, friends. You know, mm. they don't have the same story. Mm. And I, and I th- I was thinking maybe if you just take a look at your your Icelandic passport, we can go go everywhere. Mm-hmm. I think that's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. We are because we are not a threat. No, we have never killed anyone. No, we are we are like the you know, the, the, you know the, the, I don't know some like a cute, cute puppy or something. Mm. So and we've been invited twice. Actually, Iceland has been invited by the British in the in the Second World War uh-huh. peacefully. And the other invasion was actually in your island. 
in 16th century when the Turkish came yeah, 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 and yeah, they yeah. took all the women from your island. Yeah, they did. And that's a big story, guys. Yeah. If anyone is interested in history, then the Turkish sailed all the way to Iceland, yeah. took hundreds of slaves. Yeah, they did. And one of them made it back Yeah, from Turkey through yeah. whatever. I remember it now when you talk, I was, yeah. forgot about this story. And there is a there is a cave in the in 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 the island yeah, yeah. that is called Hundred People Cave because yeah. the the, the legend is that hundred people hid were hiding there from the Turkish. Yes. So um, yeah, that's a little bit of a side note though, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> invading Iceland. But yeah, our passport is really good. Nobody hates us. Exactly. I think that's uh, mm. yeah, the same thing with us being here. Yeah. Um so I think like you know, like you for me, like I, I, f- I feel like I said earlier, you guys are working very much, and it's it's very much about that. What what is the pleasure of? I mean, is there a? I don't know when you when you give birth to a new sourdough bread, mm-hmm. is is there some feeling or sensation? Yes, it is. Uh, you, I. It's really difficult to explain this. It's like kind of an ecstasy feeling, mm-hmm. and it's like for for example when I made you know our most uh, successful bread w- that we're selling today is that old bastard or no, no. it's uh, it's arctic called monk. O- old charles old charles it was arctic monk in the beginning and now charles has taken over and old charles was uh, i made it because i i started to f- f- i started to know the market they like rye and they like cumin mm-hmm. so i made a sourdough bread with a mixture of these and a little bit of anise that's the brown one it's a it's a yeah it, Rye bread. Rye bread. Yeah, yeah, I love it. But, but it's not yeah. the cube, it's like a loaf. Uh-huh. So and I when I when I when I saw, saw this, I st- I made this recipe and and, mm. and in a few months it that became took, the main. Yeah. So But is it like so you you I guess every day for you you feel you you see the result of your work and you get mm-hmm. the feedback immediately. I mean the yeah. customers are coming again. So that yeah. must be very gratifying like or rewarding. Yes, yes that's 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 the fuel on my tank, you know, mm-hmm. to uh, to see see this just growing up, and mm. and and uh, I'm really proud of myself when I see that happened, mm. you know? and it's really good and it, for everybody. It needs to have a moment in their lives, uh, at least once a week, when they feel proud of themselves. Mm. But I'm really fortunate; I can feel it every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, you see your work in front of you and the results. Yes, of it. And, I, and I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. Mm. And I and yeah, as we said earlier, I mean the business has been growing. You have now two locations, and I I know that you have plans for more. I mean you've been thinking about doing more, and and you have a team of like thirty to forty people working for you now. Yeah. Um, isn't it challenging in this concept of of artisan where where it's very much about you? I mean, mm-hmm. the first two years of coming in there, I I'd never came in there without seeing you. Yeah, that's true. And. And I sometimes thought, shit, he cloned himself or whatever, you know, <laughs> but you're always fucking there. And maybe we can come to that a little bit later also, yeah. how you managed to get through that. But um, um, isn't it a challenge to kind of maintain the quality and the uniqueness and mm-hmm. then expand at the same time with more people involved yeah. and more people baking and doing the ingredients and yeah. so on? It's it's really complicated and tough. Mm-hmm. And But now, uh, on the third year now, the team that is working now... They are working more and more in de- more independently, mm. so it gives me breathing space to l- uh, look forward and see see a little bit more future for the for the company mm-hmm. where where we're gonna grow, mm. and th- that's basically what I'm doing now. Mm. And but I always have to be organized to to make sure that I 
always use like 40% of my time to remain quality and make more something new. To monitor and, and, yeah. and, and, and observe what is happening and, and how I, it is. Yeah. And I'm really fortunate there because I have a, you know, one, w- like amazing partner. He, he takes care of a lot of these things because we speak the same language. Mm. He understands me as a, as a professional mm. baker and I understand him as a professional businessman. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to do so it's not not that yeah, difficult. Yeah, yeah. You have you have a you know he takes care of certain yes, things, or they're yeah. more on his side, and, and other things more on you. But in the end, you're a team. Yes. So he can be relaxed in his office, and I can be relaxed in in my office. Mm. So Mr. Lobol's relaxing <laughs> in the office, and uh, I mean, okay. So you work a lot, and you put blood, sweat, and tears into every fucking bread and every pastry that is made there, and it's mm-hmm. good stuff, guys. If if anyone is listening to this and hasn't tried this, you're gonna visit Prague whatever just go and try it out it's good. it's really really good stuff it's i mean in my mind it's world class um any hobbies i mean can you do any i mean i know that you know you have four kids mm-hmm. with seven women no <laughs> with, with three women right yeah three women yeah. i mean i know that you're not together with them now but uh, yeah. but it, how is it to have a, a life outside of this it's uh I, if I would, if I if I, if I if I would cho- choose, I would have the you know my children here, mm. but you know that's not the, not the case. So I have to deal with it, mm. and we, now we have the COVID situation going on. So this makes it more complicated and difficult to mm. to be be together. But that that will be over soon. But I, you know, I work a lot. I know, but you know, I have I have my music. I write music, mm-hmm. uh, and and I love to sing and 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 write music and play my guitar mm. and and i like i like do it doing it alone you know mm-hmm. and but and it's of course fun to have someone to play with but it's it satisfies my needs to to be alone with mm. myself mm. It's, like a, it's like having a friend you know mm-hmm. like and multiple friends you know because you can play different songs and mm. so it's the same i get, I get a little bit the same feeling when i play that Music as I when I'm making sourdough breads, mm-hmm. you know, same vibe, you so same happy feeling. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm I'm drawn into this. So you're baking songs at home. <laughs> yes, exactly. And mm-hmm. and you know I haven't released anything out, and I, I probably never will. But I I, I want this as a hobby mm-hmm. because I had you know period of in my in my life when I was, uh, of course, I had my bakery, but in the night I was playing in pubs and stuff, and mm-hmm. and you know weddings, and and so I I, I was. Ma- I wanted to make a career out of my music, mm. but it's never too late. Nah, I would always my it's my main thing, but mm. because you have, to, I didn't want to lose this as a hobby, my music, mm. because if I, if it turns to be like business, then it it loses charm. Mm. Uh, I have, I'm a professional baker mm. and a hobby musician. Mm. I <clears throat> wanted to talk to you about addictions. Um, I know that you've had some. Yeah, now we need to do a pee break. Wait. Okay, David is back from the toilet. Fresh as a sourdough loaf. <laughs> um, so, addictions. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to... I mean, first of all, we... I know I know that you know you had some issues with this. I mean, or like there have been parts in, let's say, 
periods in your life when when you've had some issues with alcohol and drugs and 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 other things. Uh-huh. But um, what I wanted to kind of frame it a little bit is that back to Iceland <laughs> is that the normalized behavior in Iceland is mm. very much excessive. Yeah, and uh, uh, we Icelandic people, for those who don't know, we find it perfectly normal to be wasted. Uh-huh. Friday to Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that's actually kind of a norm thing. Yeah, and uh, not necessarily remembering the whole weekend. <laughs> uh, possibly, you know, sleeping with two different men or two different women or, mm-hmm. or whatever, or with your best friend. <laughs> and uh, and then just go to work on Monday, and then on Monday night you see a friend having a, a glass of red wine <laughs> with his steak, and he's an alcoholic. Yeah, of course. And you're thinking, I need to call child services. He's drinking <laughs> with his kids, and you just came out of that weekend. Yeah. And uh, you can relate to this. I yeah, mean, totally. You know, it's it's like a... It's the norm for us. Yeah, especially like our generations. Like yeah. it's It was totally normal. And we didn't even have red wine or white wine. It no, was just no, 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 nobody just had that. I mean, we just drank vodka or beer. Yeah, we were Or not. home or homemade moonshine. Yes, totally. We were not sophisticated drinkers, you know, and, and it's been changed. We still, we're still not very sophisticated. It's in our DNA to, to abuse this, you know, yeah. in a way. Yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And, and you know, I was just a little... I mean, I've been using alcohol since I was quite young, like every Icelander... Mm. in my age and and it's never been a you know problem mm. it's just uh and uh it's like when i came here like uh that was the side effects of coming here and take my home my kids and my girlfriend during mm-hmm. that time here and and they came a year later and the pressure on me uh in the beginning was it was getting way too much for one man to handle mm. But because that's the weakness weakness of being strong, mm-hmm. trying to be strong, like to to do everything. You think everything. you have to do everything. Yes, and you you uh, you uh, you just move forward, move forward, and mm-hmm. you start and bit by bit, you're basically basically betraying yourself first and foremost, and also then all, all everybody around you. Yeah. And when you start to see the truth, I started to drink more and more and more, mm-hmm. and and I realized, you know, my shelter was all of a sudden the alcohol. Mm-hmm. And then later some drugs, you know. And how? But how can you? How can? So that's in a way an escape, or or totally. And and uh, I had, that became that kind of an issue for me. That was basically a problem, mm-hmm. a, like a big problem to to solve. But did you manage to function though? I mean, you managed to because you're uh, saying you're strong. You want to take everything on. You wanna you wanna ma- make sure everything is working. Yeah, b- and everything worked except. My personal life was mm. fucked. Uh, uh, my main focus was to re- to keep you know the project going, uh, and yeah. you know, and as a man, you have it's in it's in our DNA to go out there and provide for your family, mm. and that was basically the only skill set that I could manage. Mm. But when I became the guy who couldn't even manage that, I I I, I stepped away from the game from 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 a few months, and mm. and I had help to yeah. to come back, you yeah. know. Yeah. And then, and I, you know, and I always knew that this was going to happen. Yeah. But the, I could not. I, I, there was no time to do it at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You couldn't step away. So the only no. thing, but it worked in some way. It yeah. helped you. I mean, it had consequences for you. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you, yeah, that relationship didn't work out, and and yeah. your children moved back, back to Iceland. To Iceland. Yeah. But uh, but on the other hand, without it, 
maybe it would have been worse. I mean, who, yeah, yeah. who knows? Exactly. I mean, I'm not singing the praises of, of using drugs or alcohol to help. But no, uh, no, 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 not at all. And, and, and in some cases, like, uh, you know, me and my my partner, we sometimes talk about it. The, the, the alcohol came us through, uh, took us through a lot of, a lot of storm, you know. Mm. But, uh, but you know, normal man, he, he will just stop and, and take an, another turn to away from the storm. But we... We just kept on going, yeah, just climbing in. the mountain, mm. and, and you know, it was not an option to give up. And and this 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 alcohol shit just it bothered me. Uh, you know, I can see it now, but it mm. was the only escape for me to to ha have a mental health, uh, you know, for myself. Mm. So, yeah, it, it I crashed, you know, mm. and I knew it was going to happen. Mm. And it was just a matter of when. And I'm yes, and I'm glad how I dealt with it, and and mm. and when I'm, I'm stronger now than mm. I was before, mm. and and it's the message in this story is basically we can always turn our bad things to we can you, we can be, become a winner afterwards. Mm. I I and I think like um, um, for us like uh, I mean I I can only speak for myself, but uh, we always we came from an environment where alcohol access were always somehow restricted you know we have a alcohol monopoly that the state runs the alcohol stores um it was you know we had to steal alcohol as teenagers or yeah. get someone older to buy it for us and it was you know it was not like and we're not brought we're not brought up in a culture where where people are having a glass of two of wine and oh. it's fine. We mm. are brought in a culture where you get wasted, you go to a <laughs> yes. disco and you get in a fight, yeah. and you know, and then you go fishing the day after, whatever. And uh, so, in some way, um, I remember when I started going abroad as a. I remember when I went 18, 19 years old. I went to Mallorca on mm. my own and. And when I just realized that I could buy alcohol uh -huh. and drugs uh -huh. on the street, <laughs> I, I just thought, wow, this is paradise. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then I bought something that was probably fake drugs because it didn't do anything. <laughs> and then I, I, bought, I bought like uh, cases of, of the worst beer ever. And uh -huh. I had it the whole trip because nobody could drink it. But I was just so happy that I, was, yeah, yeah. I, I had access to this. Yes. So I can imagine, you know, I'm, now I'm, I'm imagining you. You come here alone. Your family stayed in Iceland. Yeah. And here is it's a country where people go out for lunch and they have two beers and there yeah, is yeah. nothing wrong with it. No, nothing. And and it's super easy to get into it. Yeah, yeah. I could never do that because I was never a big beer guy. Uh -huh. So I never got into it. And, and those few times that I did, I just got drunk and I went home. Uh -huh. But uh, so I can easily see if if you have any kind of a reason or weakness for alcohol, mm -hmm. this is like a candy land. Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, you know, like... Uh, I never felt this weakness like before, mm. and like I will come back to that point that I it, it just started to be a shelter for me mm -hmm. because I was alone here mm. and had no money whatsoever because all my money was just for my family. Yeah. So I was living with really low budget mm. and with no, no luxury whatsoever, like nothing. Mm. So and working every day without my family, missing them, and mm. so it started to be like. I was feeling sorry for myself. Mm. I was feeling so yeah. sorry for, for myself a lot. And this is the reward. Yes, and I didn't realize it that mm. I was feeling sorry for myself. I see it now, mm. and and that just kept on going. And I remember the pressure that was on my shoulders when I knew the family was coming too. Mm. It just doubled. Then I just doubled the drinking. Yeah. So it just maximized each other up, and and mm. and and you know the it was a bad bad cocktail. Yeah, really. And 
Mm. And what's done is done, and you know, it's yeah. like I'm I'm feeling like wonderful now, and and I'm, I'm. But I guess also a lot of the pressure is kind of gone off you. I mean, in a way, like you, yes. you can see that your business is kind of you know it's it's out of the wind. Yeah, you know, it's not the startup uh, stress Tot- that is yes, there. That's true. And uh, and yeah, and you got help, so you you yeah. know this things better, and, yeah. and and I mean, here you are talking about it, yeah. and and but. It's an interesting thing because I think it's also a little bit of a, a, a an Icelandic thing. I know that we talked a lot about Iceland and Icelandic mentality and Icelandic this and that and Icelandic love balls and whatever. <laughs> but it's still <clears throat> this rewarding because you were saying you felt sorry for yourself. Mm-hmm. So you rewarded yourself with alcohol. Yeah. And I feel this and I think this is a very common thing, you know, like yeah. if I don't drink, then ah, okay, maybe I can smoke. Yeah. If I don't smoke, ah, I can eat sweets. Yeah. And it's we we are always in this debit credit totally. somehow yeah. life, That's true. and it's it's a very very I don't know if this is everywhere else. Maybe people always do this; they mm-hmm. feel entitlement to reward. But yeah. I, the people that I've been around that are not from Iceland, I haven't felt. Maybe have just been lucky and met very healthy, <laughs> mentally healthy people, and all my Icelandic friends are <laughs> addicts like me uh-huh. to something yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, but do you feel this? Do you feel this rewarding? Uh, totally. Uh, mm. Like, and I'm still, I'm still doing it. Mm. You know, and I, I just accept it. You know, it's mm. like, uh, and it's like if you, because if you start to put something that is like you, it's re- like really, it's a really bad thing. It's like this is a danger zone, and this mm. is the, everything is take, taking things too seriously. Mm. That's where that's the that's the point where I will fall. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I think we are the same with that. Yeah, yeah. and so I, you know, I'm, st- you know, I'm st- still. I think I will always have this in me. Mm. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. You had gambling before. You went yeah, yeah, through some yeah. period where you used gambling a lot. Yeah, yeah, and oh. you know, uh, you know everything. In you know, I was reading some researches about this, and I learned it in, in when I got help for my stuff mm-hmm. before. That you know, it has the same impact on your brain as cocaine. Mm-hmm. Gambling and cocaine is the same impact on your brain. Uh-huh. So that that's not surprising that I was also addicted to cocaine. Yeah. yeah. So so this is you know the same same the stimulation. Yeah. Mm. So this is the you know same soup mm. with the bad outcome. Mm. But uh, is your father proud of you? Yeah. Yeah. He is. And you feel it. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, communi- communication skills between father and son is not the you know like you see in the movies. Mm. I can I can guarantee you that. But I uh, we know I it's, it's enough for me to know. He, I know I I know his signals, mm. and that's enough. Mm. I don't need to have you know bombs around it. And yeah, I don't think my father said anything to me until I was like thirty five. So yeah. I mean, we, I know where you're coming <laughs> yeah. from. But we we learn how to you know read, read signals. Read, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And. Uh, I mean, where do you see this go? I mean, like, uh, if we look, let's say, five five to ten years down the line, are you still going to be getting a boner from uh, the latest sourdough? Yeah, 100%. You know, it's, uh, I've been doing this since I was 13 mm. until now, so, and I've never had, I had, I had more, I'm more passionate about it now than I was before, so, mm. but never say never. You know, I just... Today is today, and mm. and you know, and past, you know, yesterday is yeah, like it's history gone, and, yeah. and and tomorrow is a mystery, and and, yeah. and, and so I just 
I love living like that, and that's also part of the program for me to just to, to be take it day by day. Yeah, functional. Mm. And and to manage one day is easy thing, but mm. if you're gonna manage one year, you, I'm I'm gonna fail. Yeah, but that's actually an interesting point, you know, like to look at it this way because. You know, the world is all about like, oh, you have to have goals, you have yeah. to have this, you have to have some something to compete for. Yeah. But it often means that the day-to-day stuff kind of we get lost, yes. you know? Yes, yes, that's true. And mm. uh, and when I st- and th- you have to practice this also because this was not who I was, but mm. this is who I am now. I can mm. feel it. And this is the only way to be free, you know? Mm. If you, wa- you know, you're not going to think about tomorrow. You will think about it when you open up your eyes, yeah. when you wake up. Yeah. Then, then, then you have a mission, mm-hmm. and it's like a few hours. Yeah. Um. I uh, yeah, I think we're kind of coming to uh, an end of this. Um, I. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm actually very, very, um, was very surprised about a lot of the things that I kind of found out about you. I mean, yeah, yeah you're my friend, but I half of this stuff I didn't know. Yeah. And uh, and it's an interesting journey. I mean, like you, you, you're totally like a dark horse in a way, because I mean, from a 4,500 people island south of Iceland that has a tradition of keeping its people there, um, you know, it would have been much more easy to stay there, take over your father's bakery and mm-hmm. just always be the, you know, David the baker in, in Westman Islands. Um, and then here you embark on this journey. Are you happy here? I mean, do you feel good here? Yeah, it's like I love I love Prague and, and you know, to be 100% honest, uh, I'm, it's more difficult now during this COVID situation mm. because I have children. Mm. So it's, it's, it's really tough. But you know, I always have to you know keep on going. Of course, I, you know I'm also doing this. This journey is just not for me; mm. it's for my children. I, mm. I'm trying to build some legacy around that. Mm. And if I'm if I fail this, I'm also failing as a father, you know, in in a way. Mm. And but I I, I want to I want I want my children with me. You know, mm. it's not yeah, yeah, it's a natural thing. Yeah, yeah, and so that's the only thing that is bothering me. Mm. Uh, in my life now mm, mm. and and we it will come to an end sooner than later mm. yeah you will uh, figure out some way to make that happen and, yeah and this is just uh, one of the pro- now and, and yeah it's yeah. one of the problems like similar to what we've been talking about it's like mm. we just have to wait walk through, wait wait and, and work uh, through it uh. um if people want to know more about you i mean they can they can follow the bakery first of all i mean yeah. th- that's arctic bakehouse yeah. on instagram and, and facebook facebook yes and and you I am, you know, my social media, personal social media is is not that active. I'm just focusing on bakery and sourdough. So, it's mm. but if they want to ask me about sourdough or something, they can find me on Instagram and Facebook, Davi Arnors. Mm-hmm. And how is that? That's D-A-V-I-D? Yeah, they will find me if I'm the only one ha- carrying that name, Davi Arnorsson. Uh-huh. So, okay. they, they will and you will see it in the in the episode description as well, and I'll put some links to it there. Yeah. So, if people want to want to find you, then... Um, and I'm more than happy to help, you know. Yeah. I mean, and that actually, are people asking you, like, about when they come into the bakery and yeah, they yeah. see you, like, oh, I'm trying to make this starter here. Yeah. I mean, I know I did that. Yeah, 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 I yeah. came I came <laughs> on my motorbike <laughs> to the, I need to get the <laughs> ingredients for this fucking starter. And you are not the only one, you know, and I have a lot of, you know, people connecting me and following me on, on, on Instagram 
just to have this connection, you know, uh -huh. and, and just for one question or something. And sometimes we, we I, I have friends through it, and sometimes they just go in the mist again. And you, uh, but you answer them always. Yeah, yeah. But that's also a very Icelandic thing. Yeah. <laughs> we treat everyone equally. Yeah. I've been trying to write to some people here to get them on the show, and they don't even have the decency to answer me. And I know that they've seen my message. Yeah. yeah. And it, I get so fucking pissed off. Yeah. I want to throw a fucking Molotov cocktail <laughs> into their business, you know, because. You can at least just say no. Yeah. You know, don't don't be an asshole and ignore yeah, exactly. people. And 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 yeah. yeah. It, it gets me really angry. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, that's where you that's David and uh, the Arctic Bakehouse and uh, interesting story. You know, yeah. And it's I mean you're fucking 41. You have 40 more years to go. So yeah. when we will be here in 40 years, we're gonna talk about the second half. You know. Yeah, definitely. Um, guys, uh, thanks for listening. Um, follow the show on Facebook, The Bunker, How the Hell Did We End Up Here, uh, Bunker Prague on Instagram. My Twitter is Midlife Crisis Warrior and my personal Instagram is Midlife Crisis Warrior. Uh, if you have any cool people that uh, you would like me to talk to, send them over to me and uh, yeah, review the show, share it, tell anyone that you know, put it on repeat and uh, blast it in the stereo at work. Um, David, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, and I look forward to the weekend because I'm going to eat some of your bread. Nice to meet you.